Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sandy. I am the founder and chief love officer at lastfirstdate.com, and I want to thank you for joining me here today. Last First Date Radio is an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. So whether you're single or married or in a long-term relationship, there is something for everyone here. And I am excited for our guest today. I'm going to be speaking to Ray Christian. He is the founder and CEO of Textbert, which is a new app for relationships. He is going to be talking about how the communication landscape in dating and relationships have changed or has changed. And I'm excited about this because I am a coach for people over 40 who often struggle with communication tools. We um, we are in the 21st century here and technology has definitely changed and you've got to adapt or kind of be left out in the cold. And um, all about finding finding new ways to do things because as Einstein says, if you keep doing things the same way over and over again and expecting different results, that is the definition of insanity. And so you know, dating dating is is all about finding new ways to find love, um, both by improving yourself and improving how you get out there. And that's that's kind of the primary thing that I do for my clients, besides really getting deeper into what what is blocking, what is sabotaging. And um, often we can't see what's sabotaging our our dating process because we're too close to it. And um, there's so many things that come up that I get to see as an outside observer that we just can't see for ourselves. So I know I've worked with coaches who have helped me to make incredible progress in my life. And my life has truly transformed in the last nine years since my divorce I feel like there's a before and after where I used to be a certain way and now my life is in flow. It's it's aligned with my values, um, my integrity, and it's reflected in my work, in my friendships, in my relationships, and I want that for you too. So if you would like some guidance, um, you can start with a free guide that I created. It's called... Um, how the three top three mistakes that that midlife daters make, and how you can turn them around to find lasting love. And it's a free guide for you. If you would like a copy, go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on my homepage. And there's tons and tons of free things on my homepage. It's really fun to to kind of go through the menu and uh, lots and lots of blog posts. I think I have uh, like 680 of them. You definitely don't have to read them all. There's also a link to my radio show. So if you missed any episodes, you can always go back. We have over 220 um, episodes. It's really exciting. Lots and lots of things archived here. Also, if you are a woman over 40, I invite you to join my Facebook Group, Facebook group, that's hard to say, and it's called Your Last First Date. So you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Your Last First Date, 
and you have to be approved to get in. It's a closed private group, but it's a fantastic place to come and get positive support for your dating. And now my special guest for today, his name is Ray Christian, and he's the founder and CEO of Textbert. He is originally from D.C., where he worked as an accountant and a business development executive. He worked in the corporate world for many years until he founded Textbert as a platform for young adults to get relationship advice from anonymous friends. That could either go really well or go really wrong. So I can't wait to talk to Ray about that. Um, he's an expert in the dating world and social media, and he's been featured in HuffPost and SoCalTech.com, many other, many other media outlets. So very excited to welcome Ray to the show. Welcome, Ray. Hey, Sandy. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the show today and talking about your favorite topic. <laughs> um, I love the so, show. I'm curious, would you would you let me into the Facebook group or am I off limits? No, you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get a, a lot of hurt. requests a from hurt. men. Well, here's here's uh, the reason sense. why I don't let men in. It's It's a very sacred, safe space for women to share their deepest – struggles and their celebrations and a lot of them would not open up in this way if a man was in the space Um, there are definitely places for men and women to connect and there are other ways for you to meet these women so if you're interested we can talk after the show i i totally get it in fact we've thought at times about uh not allowing guys on textbook and making it exclusively for women as well so I, i totally get the the sentiment Hmm. So, yeah, so let's talk about Textbert. And um, what made you think of starting it? Did something happen in your life that led to the to, to this idea? It, it did, actually. And uh, it was, like most great stories, this one starts with a girl. I uh, mm-hmm. And I was smitten. She was an incredible woman. And I had a couple dates with her, but I couldn't get that third date and I would text her and I get responses back 10 hours later or 12 hours later. I call her. She doesn't pick up my phone and I had given up. I figured maybe she's out of my league. And about a week later I was out with my little sister and she's an incredible woman as well. Um, and sat down with her. I told her the situation and I actually passed her the phone. I said, here, you text this girl carte blanche and she texts the girl and a response comes back in five minutes wow okay interesting do it again so she does it again response comes back instantly this time i said okay one more time so she texts her one final time and the girl responds back and says i want to see you tonight and (laughs) the light bulb goes off for me and i realize you know that combined with the advice that my sister was giving me was exactly what I needed to hear. And my sister is not a therapist. She's not a a dating coach even. And I realized that sometimes the right piece of advice, a little bit of help can mean the world. And it it was clear to me at that point that we have a lot of good, good advice around us, but it's just not easy to access it. And we don't know where it is in some cases, or maybe your friends are busy. Maybe you don't have a little sister. And that's what we set out to do. We set out to build this platform 
to help people connect and to help people help each other. Well, that's a cool story. So, um, so is your sister dating this woman now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister is. Um, she's uh, doing her own thing. She's uh, a fan of the guys. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, and that's kind of that was the uh, the impetus, and, and we basically from that built this platform for uh, primarily women. We actually kind of started it for guys because we thought it's hard for guys to initiate and text and go back and forth when you meet at a bar or Tinder or whatever it may be. And a funny thing happened after we launched. It was overwhelmingly women on the app. And they actually didn't really care as much about the perfect text or anything like that, although there's still some of that where you see a screenshot of a conversation and somebody will say, what do I say here? But that's kind of the minority of of the requests. And and the, the bigger chunk is people saying, here's the situation. What should I do? Uh, He Mm -hmm. asked me to split the check or I think he might be in the middle of a divorce, but I can't tell. Or my little sister, I think is, uh, is, is sleeping with some guy who's bad news. Should I say something like all these like real life compelling questions. And we figured Uh let's be the answer. Let's let people connect and help each other. And and let's kind of change the paradigm where you don't have to, you don't have to have a life and death issue to need to ask for help. You don't need to be on, on suicide watch or depressed to ask for help. Of course, in those scenarios, you do. You should ask for help. But for low-level drama, medium-level drama, we want to change the paradigm and make it cool, maybe even a little bit fun to ask for help and to interact with people and, and, and also to help other people yourself and give advice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think this is such an important thing that people need to ask for help for many, many things in life. And, and we often go through life either – not asking for help and giving up or asking for the wrong help or waiting until it gets really bad to ask for help. So I think it's yes. an important thing. It's That's why, I mean, my whole coaching practice is, is based on the premise of it's it's actually healthy to ask for support because, like I said in the beginning, we can't see ourselves as clearly as others see us. And we have a lot of blind spots. But what I'm curious about, so I love that your sister knew exactly what to say to this woman. And um, so the question is, you know, there's also a lot of bad advice out there. You're talking to non-professionals, and, and I, I see yep. it in my group. You know, it's the same kind of questions. You know, I, a guy wants me to drive two hours to meet him for the first time. What should I do? Um, you know, I just found out he was married, I, blah, blah, blah. So that, you know, you get the let's kill the beast kind of <laughs> response. We hate all men. Men suck. Let's th- online <laughs> dating doesn't work. You know, so that's, that's where having a professional like me to come in and sort of moderate the conversation is helpful. So what do you do in this case, like where you get somebody who gives really bad advice? So we found... Sometimes we, we've had a request in the past where the responses, probably three or four or five of them, none of them were all that good. But in a lot of cases, sometimes even getting bad advice kind of helps you triangulate a little bit because you can say, you know what, I don't agree with that, 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 or that. But now it kind of helps me see the light a little bit. And mm-hmm. so even getting some bad advice sometimes isn't the worst thing. Of course not ideal and the vast majority of our requests actually get pretty good advice or very good advice. Um, but what we do is that we have a rating system. And 
if you go on TechSpert, and I'm going to get you on there as well, Sandy. We're going to do a takeover together. All <laughs> but right. But when you go on there, when you start giving good advice, you get upvoted and you get chosen as, as the best piece of advice and you get all these points that start racking up. And that allows you to climb the leaderboard and kind of build your reputation as a, as a top quality advice giver. And so at any time, if you go on the app and you interact with somebody, you can see how good their advice is and how helpful they are by the amount of points they have and the level they've reached. Cause we have this whole uh, system of categories and, and levels you can get to based on the quality of your advice. So it's, there's no perfect way to say there's always going to be the best advice, but we try to allow the user to see easily if the advice they're getting is from somebody that's been very helpful in the past. Um, and, and that helps people to kind of see, okay, this piece of advice, I kind of agree with it. And wow, they also have given a lot of good advice and been highly rated by others, kind of like Yelp in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. And so you see which ones people go to more and which, which people have more valid advice or advice that resonates with you. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, I'm curious before we get into the next part about the change of the communication landscape, um, just, just to go back to what your sister said that was so different. Um, if you remember, I don't know how long ago it was, but if you remember kind of what it was that she said that was so different from what you said. Uh, you're, you're testing my memory a little bit. It's been a couple <laughs> of years, but uh, – I don't remember the exact exchange. I could probably go and pull it up somehow, but I do remember uh, some of the principles of what she did because it, it, it stuck with me uh, and still mm-hmm. has over the years. And there's two things. One, she was making statements more so than asking questions. And this is a very nuanced and subtle point, but a lot of times when, when you're interacting with friends and family, it's a lot of statements back and forth. You're not interviewing each other like Barbara Walters style. Mm-hmm. It's statements, and there's an implied confidence in a statement because it's saying, I know you're going to respond to this intriguing statement I'm making, even though I'm not compelling you with a question because I, I have a confidence that you're going to respond. And it's a very subtle point that's sometimes lost on people, but don't be afraid to just make statements. And, of course, don't be uh, completely negating asking any questions, but don't be afraid to make statements. And hmm. The second thing was, and this is probably even more difficult to to really nail, which is don't be afraid of a little sexual innuendo, even over text. I figured you were going to go to that one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and you don't want to be anywhere near crass or gross by any means, but Mm -hmm. you can be a little bit bit flirty and and kind of hint, hint towards some sexual innuendo. And it's, it's intriguing. It piques people's interest. And it shows them, you know, kind of reminds people we're courting, we're, we're having fun. This, is, this should be fun. It should feel like a good time. And uh, those are the two things I remember that she did really well. It was like some subtle flirting and some very subtle sexual innuendo and statements. Don't pepper mm-hmm. people with questions constantly. Yeah, and people tend to ask huge questions that are way too personal too quickly, and it feels invasive. Um, but I do, I do believe the questions are important because a lot of people are very linear, especially men. And unless you ask a question, they don't know where to go next. <laughs> so, um, you know, so like in online dating, I, I do encourage questions, but not open-ended ones. I mean, not, not yes or no ones and, and not too big and not too personal. 
Um, but the flirting part is something that gets lost, and we forget that we're courting. And I think that's one of the the biggest issues in dating at this, especially in in my demographic of over forty, that people who have you know spent a long time working and and proving their worth through their work, they show up as that in their dating life, and they forget how to be woman and man, how to how to flirt, mm-hmm. how to really connect in that way. Because you, you know you could walk away and be really impressed by somebody. Um, or like I just had a date recently, and the guy talked about his work and and some other stuff, but we we never got into anything that felt romantic or emotional or flirty. And you know there was a hug, hello, and a hug goodbye, and goodbye, I'll never see you again. Um, that's and because it was not memorable, there was you know, and I tried to steer the conversation a few times, but it was dry, and we don't want that. So. Um, so um, thank you for sharing you that know, because I think that's an important piece. There's one, this is probably a PSA. It's, it's funny, our, our show, Dates and Mates, which I want to get you on as well, we have a, lot, a similar audience, I think. And, and I wish I could have a PSA a microphone for guys because one of my secrets or one of the things I like to do, maybe not a secret, is on every first date that I go on, I, I make sure at one point to compliment the girl, probably middle of the date at some point, on how she looks or the, the fact that she mm-hmm. looks really cute or, or I love her hair or something to remind her that I'm looking at you in a romantic way. And I think that yeah. gets lost when you go on these dates like you just talked about where it's like it feels like a business interview and it shouldn't feel mm-hmm. like that. And more guys need to do yeah. that. So if I could like double like that comment, um, like we're on Facebook, <laughs> I would because it, it's so important. It means so much to women to hear that. And that guy never said one thing about my looks, about me, really. It was all about, you know, let's talk about work stuff. And it was intriguing. It was intellectually stimulating. But I could have that conversation with a friend. I don't, I don't need to be on a date for that. That doesn't make it a date. Um, and a lot of men are in the friend zone for that reason, and women. So, yeah, really important. But let's get back to your the topic at hand, and let's talk about communication and technology and the changes that have, you know, massive changes in the 21st century, and how have they affected dating? It's funny. We have this this large number of users that are asking questions every day on Textbird, and we we started to dig in and do some polling and do some interviews and some focus groups into why people are asking questions on there. Because, you know, ostensibly you'd assume everybody has some friends and everybody has family they can hopefully reach out to occasionally. But we found that there's a really large underserved audience of women specifically that want advice, but they don't want the spotlight of social media, of course, or of awkward in-person conversations. And, that's kind of the problem we set out to solve. And we wanted to create a place that was really friendly and really, really uh, a comfortable atmosphere. And, and that's what we've done. And we found actually people are three times more likely to ask for advice from an anonymous friend if they have a good option to do so than they would be uh, to ask for advice from a, a friend or a family member because there's this discretion they feel like when there's an anonymous friend. But Mm-hmm. The problem is people are relying way too much on text because it's the lowest hanging fruit. 
to any kind of confrontation, to any kind of communication. And really, it's, it's kind of been taking too far. Texting should be almost more logistical, especially in the early stages. Maybe a little bit of flirting, but mostly logistics to get you in front of that person. But people instead get on the dating apps or they get each other's numbers and they spend, they, they start writing essays to each other, these little novellas back and forth. And it ends up being like, instead of, you know, have a date and you have a second date and then the third date, you have, you know, and you start texting after the first date. That's like date 1.1. And then it's date 1.2. And it's date 1.3. All these little text exchanges back and forth. And it's, it's a way for there to be uh, miscommunication and misunderstanding because about 93% of the way humans interact normally is body language. And you don't have that when you're texting. So all these miscommunications occur and it prevents dates. It causes issues. And it's hard to show your personality. It's hard to know that you have to change a subject, subject right now because that person's uncomfortable right now. And it's really causing quite a bit of harm and preventing people from meeting up. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more about the text misunderstandings. And one thing that I advise my clients is to speak up when the texting is going on and it starts getting really intense, that uh, especially if you haven't even spoken on the phone yet, you know, and just say, you know what, I really prefer speaking on the phone um, and meeting in person. Would you be up for a phone call? And one of the last people that I told that to said to me, absolutely, texting is not a conversation. And he got points for that because, you know, I I so agree, but there are people who won't get off, who just hide behind text. So it's it's really important to ask for what you want. Don't you agree? I I totally agree. I, I think one little hack while you are in the middle of texting is they did a study, I think I was out of Yale, I just, I just read this, that people that use emojis mm-hmm. actually get more dates and actually have a yep, better Yeah, I read an text. article about that. <laughs> Which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think Match, Match.com did a study. Your... I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. What were you saying? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no yeah, Match, it, Match did a study on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and why, I agree. Why do you think and that I, is? I think it's because if you think about, well, to go back really quickly, I, I totally agree. I actually tell women that I'm dating, if I text or meet on a dating app, I say now, if we're texting back and forth, I say, hey, it's kind of a rule. It's a rule of mine that I need to talk on the phone if I've never met you before I go on a date. And mm-hmm. it has worked 100% of the time to get on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it. And it's so easy to say, hey, it's a rule of mine to that. get on, a, on the phone. And how would mm-hmm. you feel about that? And you kind of back them mm-hmm. in the corner. If they say, no, I'm not cool with the conversation, then you know what? They're not for you. Um, mm-hmm. But to your point about the, the emojis, I think if you think about going on a date or talking to somebody you just meet at a bar, what if you were all monotone, just questions back and forth, kind of straight-faced? That's not going to be the most intriguing interaction. We, we like character. We like personality and body language and facial expressions. And in a way – what what kind of gets to the uh, what, what accomplishes a per, a percentage of that over text is emojis because the emojis are kind of showing facial expressions, showing a little bit of personality, showing a little bit of silliness, goofiness, and maybe even flirting. And it's not as good as being in person and and being silly, but it's kind of the next next thing if you're going to be texting because it's showing mm-hmm. who you are a little bit. 
Yeah, I agree. And it's playful. It's playful, exactly. it's flirty. I, yeah, I, I use a lot of emojis. And I, I use really funny <laughs> ones. Um, I like to almost do it like those little pictograms, you know, where, you know, you're talking about, yeah, like an, I, I once said to someone, I want to make sure you're not an axe murderer, and he sent me like an emoji of an axe, and I sent him like <laughs> a knife and a gun and a slingshot, and, you know, it's just, it's fun, and you can see somebody's sense of humor, you know, and how dark and crazy they are right away. <laughs> um, so, you know, so, yeah, when I, I, I think, go ahead. I, I totally agree. One one little secret I'll I'll unleash as well for you. Um, is on maybe like a second date or a third date, a fun little game to play is to say, let's look at each other's most commonly used emojis. And you can kind of tease each other. So you kind of exchange phones and you can look at like the, the most recent emojis that both of you have used and you can kind of tease each other about the emojis that they're using. You can kind of like judge them in a way, in a goofy way. And it sounds kind of crazy, but it, it, it is so much fun to do. So a little little dating hack secret that's worked for me. I like it. I like it a lot. I have to tell you that seven years ago when I started dating after my divorce, I didn't have a text plan. I never texted. I had a little flip phone and it had one of those old, you know, keyboards that you had to flip through all the numbers to get to the letters. And it was like, right. I remember like these guys would be texting me and I'd get mad at them. Like, how dare you assume that I have a text plan? And, you know, life has changed quite a bit. So so let's talk about text, Textpert and how it's changing dating, the dating, um, and making it easier for people to date. So can you give us a few ways that it's making it easier? Sure. So let's say you've got a, a little situation, a challenge, or even an opportunity, maybe and you're trying to decide between two guys or uh, maybe you really like a guy, but there's uh, some logistics issues. Like you said, maybe he's a little bit far away or whatever it may be. We don't really deal with only problems. A lot of it's fun stuff and opportunities. But you can go on to Textpert, post your question anonymously. You can have a randomly generated username or whatever you want. Or in some cases, if, you don't, if you're really flummoxed about how to handle a text, you can take a screenshot of your conversation. Upload that. And within minutes, you'll get advice from people from all over the world, really. And it's anonymous, so you're safe and secure. And you can post on the public wall, which kind of encourages advice from the crowd. And you can see comments and people talking back and forth. Or if you want to be a little bit more discreet, you can go on the private wall. And the private wall is a bit different because it's, it ends up being more of a one-to-one interaction. So you might get advice on that question from four or five people, but you're the only one that sees that advice and you can kind of cherry pick your favorite piece and then start messaging with that person directly. And again, they still don't know who you are. It's still totally anonymous and private, but you can get advice fast when you're in a little bit of a pickle or you just want some objective unbiased advice. And I think that was one of the things we saw is that even though people have their, their best friends and their family, sometimes those best friends may not be, unbiased. Maybe they know the mm-hmm. guy or, or they have some ulterior motive, even though it may be not uh, a nefarious, but it's just, they're a little bit biased and you need someone that's totally objective. And that's kind of what we bring to the table. And we feel like we can change the way that the world kind of asks for help as a result. 
So you can connect with people nearby or all over the world and you can get two, three, five, ten pieces of advice and you can kind of coalesce the ones you like and ignore the ones you don't and then make it your own. And then, and then now you have a little bit more advice and data to work with on, in the decision you make. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. So let's go back to daters over 40. And um, how can they get better at using technology with dating? Any advice you can give? So uh, to your point about asking questions, I, I totally agree. You can't not ask questions. Um, I, just, I, I do think that comments are really effective as well, or statements. One thing I like to do, especially in the first like flir- flirting stages of exchanging a number or maybe meeting on a dating app, is in your back and forth, include a statement about something that happened to you that day or something funny you saw. I mean, uh, God forbid, you might even just make something up about something silly you saw and then a question. And it, so for an example, I could say, I just saw a little kid get a brand new cone of ice cream and it just fell off and he starts crying like a little baby. It was the saddest thing. Uh, By the way, how's your day going? And it's kind of two separate things. And you give that recipient the option of responding to either one. And it doesn't matter which one they select. All you want is to start building the rapport and do a few exchanges back and forth to then set up the date. So the little statement and question in the early stages on a dating app or when you're exchanging numbers, um, I would also say, again, just say, it's a rule. I I actually only go on dates with people I haven't met if I've got on the phone. Um, Mm -hmm. Use more emojis. If you can, don't overdo it. I, I like to say like one to two emojis every two texts is a good rule of thumb. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I definitely recommend, as an extra nugget, don't write big paragraphs. Write little mm-hmm. bite-sized chunks. So if, you, if you're more than like five lines that you're writing out in your text box, break it up start a new text because the novellas, they're, they're hard to, to consume and then to figure out what to reply to. And it can be daunting. So mm-hmm. break up the little text if you can. And that, that I think will help quite a bit um, mm-hmm. with, with the interactions and, and be a little bit, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of games. I think they do get a little bit of a bad rap, um, like waiting 30 minutes every time he texts or she texts. I think that's silly. Um, but I, I do believe that in some ways men like to chase. So you can leverage that to your benefit. And, and let's say you're, you're on the second or third date or you're planning a second or third or fourth date. I sometimes recommend, and you may not agree with this, Andy, but I sometimes recommend whatever that first option the guy suggests for that second or third date. For that night, if he suggests Thursday, say, you know what, I'm going out with a friend. Sorry, I can't. So like one night or two here and there, just be busy. And, and don't, don't say, don't just leave it at that. Maybe offer a different night. But kind of give that illusion even of, of scarcity, which can help. And mm-hmm. guys, we, you know, we're playing, we're playing checkers and, and you ladies are playing chess usually. And I say use it to your advantage. And let us feel like we're chasing and it's a scarce resource. And don't be, don't be crazy with the games, but that, that subtle stuff can really go a long way. I know I just threw a lot yeah, at you. I, though, 
but yeah, no, those are all good points, and and I do agree. And I think it's not about games; it's really about valuing yourself. And I think often what happens with women is that they are they are not available, and they make themselves available. They will give up other plans to you know change their life basically for a man that they barely know and give before ever receiving and this is the balance that I try to undo with my clients it's you know a man has to understand that you value yourself and part of that is being busy part of that is having a full life and not dropping everything for that person especially since you don't know him that's so that's so on the money and i would say if you kind of go cut to the core of, of what I was saying about being busy and to the point of that you just made, it's, it's almost like, what's your answer? If he asks you, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good answer for that, it's probably time to look inward and maybe hold off on dating and find something that you're passionate about. It could be a hobby. It could be, it can't be a person. It can't be your dog. It's gotta be something that you're <laughs> passionate. Maybe it's helping young students or, or it's, it's uh, kite surfing. What, I don't care what it is. Find something that you're passionate about so that you are interested in something. And that makes you thus interesting to talk to and a little bit more scarce, but you've got to have something you're passionate about. Can't be about having kids or, or, you know, your, your cat. It's got to be something real. That's, that's about you. Mm-hmm. It's really good advice. I, I, I have a whole program on first dates. It's actually, you know, we include things like that. It's called Ace the Date, and it's on my products page. But it, it's it's really what to say on a first date to make you memorable, to make you irresistible, to um, really make you that val- woman of value that a man is going to really not be able to get out of his mind. Um, and it's not because you're so gorgeous because there's a lot of beautiful women. And some less beautiful men and women get more dates because they're really interesting people. They're they they know how to flirt. They know how to be, how to connect and build rapport. And these are all things that we're talking about here today. So I think that, you know, live your best life. Um, I'm writing a book called how to be a woman of value. It's, it's to me, that's where it all starts. It's communicate well, um, understand how to make, you know, Manage your own emotions, um, not expect somebody else to read your mind, understand men. I mean, there's, there's so many. I actually have 30 different tips. And, um, <laughs> you know, but it's it's really about being a good person. It's about being an interesting person who values themselves. And I think most of these tips go for men or women. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it all it all falls into this. You know, to be a good dater, you have to fall, first fall in love with your own self and your own life and, you know, be that interesting that somebody wants to keep seeing you. So we could talk for a long time, and unfortunately we can't talk anymore. <laughs> so if you can let our listeners know how to find the Textbird app, how, get, how to get in touch with you, um, just give them some contact information. Sure. So if you have an iPhone, we're iPhone only right now, but just in the app store, it's like texting expert, T-E-X-T-P-E-R-T. Um, our Instagram page has been uh, kind of a hit. We've been really fortunate. We've kind of uh, grown through that and become a little bit of an influencer in our own right, actually. And you can find us there on at textpert underscore app, A-P-P. 
And uh, if you if you go to the app or or uh, you want to email us, you know, contact us, and it'll go right to me or one of my team members. Or you can find me on Instagram at raychristian underscore la. Hmm. Sounds good. I have to check you out on Instagram. Um, I tried <laughs> downloading your app and didn't know it was a it was an iPhone only, and I have a Droid, so didn't work. But I would love to we'll I would love there. to learn more. Yeah. We'll get the we'll get the Android time, right? version later this year. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I would definitely sign up. Well, thank you, Ray. It has been a delight having you here today, and uh, good luck with with helping people solve all the relationship problems of the world. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sandy. Okay, and thank you all for listening in today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>